0: Hello, you're listening to Soul Sends with Sulkina. I'm Sulkina and I'm on a mission to help you become more intuitive by meeting your inner spirit and infinite soul. This is a podcast for the modern mystics who are going through their spiritual awakening journey and they're looking for friends. I'm here for you. I got you. You can find me here each week talking to my friends and having authentic soul opening conversations. Welcome. I am so happy you're here. I feel like I'm in a much better mood this week. I don't know. It almost feels like a lot of the heavy energies have been lifted off of my shoulders. I think it's also because I've been a little bit more disciplined with my morning rituals, my morning practices, my meditations. I know I say that it's not necessary to meditate every single day to meet your soul or your spirit, but honestly, I do feel a shift in energy when I have meditated and when I haven't. And I certainly can feel my energy change if I don't meditate for more than a few days. So just getting back into that, groove of being disciplined with my meditations have helped me a lot so if you have been thinking about meditating maybe this is your sign to just go do it there's no right or wrong way to meditate even if it's just three minutes I actually started meditating by listening to jungle and ocean sounds and I would only last for like two to three minutes and I remember when I went up to five minutes it felt like forever I was like Like, oh my God, why does it feel like I am closing my eyes for eternity? But I promise you, if you just kind of stack it up, like do two minutes for a week and then work it up to four and then five, I mean, it's really not a race. So if you want to stay meditating for two minutes for like a month, Honestly, it's better than nothing. But yeah, that's a hot tip. Just listen to like ocean sounds or if you don't like the ocean, you can listen to like nature sounds. I listen to tropical birds, all that stuff. And speaking of meditations, you can now find me on Insight Timer. I am now a teacher on Insight Timer. If you've never heard of that app, I highly recommend you download Insight Timer. It is basically Instagram for meditators. It's not just for meditating, though. They have so many different things like you can go live and there's like live yoga events and you can listen to music for calming anxiety, for managing stress. There is one for sleep and you can even listen to talks and very similar to like podcasts. And I just feel like it's such an amazing platform for people that want to create easy and practical rituals every single day, because even Their courses are like 10 minutes a day. Like all you need is to sit down and listen to the audio lessons and like the meditations for like 10 minutes. Like they're so easy to digest. And that is what I'm all about. I love when people make spirituality practical and simple because in truth, it's really not that complicated. So you can find me on Insight Timer. You can just search in my name and there are tons of free meditations there for you. I mean, obviously, I'm still uploading tons of them, but I do have a few already. So check that out and let me know what you think. I am aiming to upload at least three meditations a month. That is my goal right now. I don't want to overcomplicate my life and my meditations are not that long. They're only between seven to 10 minutes. Sometimes it goes up to 15, but again, I like it short and sweet and simple. Download Insight Timer right now and follow me on there. And there are a bunch of other amazing teachers on Insight Timer. I guarantee you if you are looking to have a meditation habit, if you're looking to have a morning ritual, like an easy spiritual morning routine, 100% Insight Timer is going to help you with that. Because it helped me. So I believe that it's going to help you too. Okay, I kind of want to just jump into this episode. I want to talk about it. Cannot believe I've waited a year before having a conversation about self-worth on the podcast. I feel like this is a very common theme that I see from the people around me and also within myself. I talked a lot in this episode about that we interviewed fabian sandoval and she's a self-worth coach and the conversation that i had with her was seriously groundbreaking the whole time that she was speaking i was like oh my god yes oh my god yes oh my god yes like so many aha moments and i do feel like self-worth is one of the most important keys to unlock our potential because most of us stop doing what we want to do or start and then stop in the middle because we just believe that we don't deserve it. Or who are we to do this? Like imposter syndrome and self-sabotage comes in. And this has come up so many times for me as well. And you know that I'm always raw when it comes to this podcast. I talk about anything and everything. And especially when it comes to my life, I feel like I'm super transparent, but I was dealing with a lot of self-worth issues and a lot of limiting beliefs. And I'm so glad that I'm a lot more aware now because when these things come up, I'm able to snap myself out of it. Like, Hey, why do you feel like you don't deserve this? Like, why do you feel like you can't do this? Why do you feel like this goal is too good for you? Or this dream is too good for you? Like, Where does that come from? And so we talked a lot about that in this episode. And if you have always struggled with raising your self-worth or if you are in that space right now where you're doubting yourself and you're questioning your purpose or anything along those lines, Fabian gives us amazing tips on how to start moving out of that energy. So as always, please... Rate and review this podcast if you enjoy it. And if you feel like somebody could benefit from this conversation, do share this episode with them. Let's spread the love. Let's spread kindness. And if you rate and review my podcast on Apple Podcasts, iTunes, I hope that this conversation helps you break out of your funk and makes you realize that you are so much more worthy. You deserve every single beautiful thing that you desire. I will see you next time. If you would like to keep up with me and my shenanigans, follow me on Instagram at soulsense.withsilkina and follow me on Insight Timer at Silkina. I hope you enjoy this conversation. I'll see you next time. I'm really glad that you reached out because I'm always like looking for guests where we can just have really open conversations. And when you mentioned self-worth, I was like, this is perfect. I kind of feel like that theme has been coming up like in my life as well. And even in my close circle of friends. Like I'm seeing a lot of people they're they're becoming a more open to the creative process, but sometimes in the middle of it, they'll stop themselves or like sabotage themselves just because they have that little voice in their head. Like, but who am I though? Like, who am I to share this? Like, who am I to put this out there? Like, am I even like, am I even allowed? Like, do I have the credentials? Like, are people going to listen to me? So when you mentioned self-worth, I was like, this is so important. I feel like this is such an important conversation.
1: Yeah, it, it definitely is. And I'm, I'm so grateful that I was able to, within the coaching that I do just see that it really was all about self-worth. You know, people at the beginning were coming to me all different kinds of things like, oh, I want to move countries. Oh, I want a new job or I want this. I want, I want love. I want whatever. And for me, it just become a theme throughout every single person that like, sure, we could do mindset work. Sure. We could do you know, getting them into like good habits and and getting into routines and to actually figuring out what the path or what the steps were to actually making that thing happen. But ultimately it really comes down to how they felt on the inside and if they felt they were actually worthy of these things in the first place because half of the time that is what is stopping us having the things that we want because inside inherently we just don't feel I deserve that. Or I'm good enough for that. And as you mentioned, it's those little voices in the head. Whatever, you know, I call that like, you know, our little, our little um, kind of like mean voice that's like, oh, you're not good enough for that. You don't deserve that. You can't have that. Who do you think you are to like share this or to do that? And it comes up so often. And it's really just about actually, I am worthy. I am deserving. I'm valuable. And I'm here. And I'm whole. And I can do this.
0: Yeah, I was actually talking to a friend of mine yesterday and she was like, I think it would have been easier if the voice was loud. If the voice was loud, I could be like, stop saying that. Don't say that. Like, I'm not even going to believe you. This is not my truth. But if it's like a whisper and it comes from really deep within, you're almost like, oh my God, is this really my truth? Like, maybe this is really how I feel as opposed to like, if someone's screaming at you, it's much easier to just like shut them down. But if it's like within you and it's like you feel it, or I guess it seems like in that moment, it's like within your being, it's kind of like, oh my gosh, this is my truth right now.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And I think, as you say, you know, if someone's screaming at us, it's kind of easier to say, hey, quit that. But if it's a small voice, it's harder. Um, And the one thing I always say is when you have that small voice is start engaging with it because it actually will become louder. You know, it's that higher part of yourself that's talking to you in a way that kind of knows things that you can't necessarily know right away and sometimes they come as things that are like you're not good enough you can't do this but that's really just driven out of fear and the more that you engage with that talk I find then the more that you can silence the more negative side of things where it is saying you're not good enough you can't do this etc etc and more you engage in talking you say look hey I know we're scared right now And I know this is a big thing that we're doing, but you need to trust me because I believe that we can get there. And you might not see it yet, but we're going to do that. And so the more that you engage in that kind of little talk, where even if it's just small things, like I'm learning, or you know, I'm learning how to do this. Yes, I understand. I might not be, I might not be great at it yet, might not be perfect at it yet, but I'm learning how to do it. And those things usually can silence that voice inside a lot more um, when you engage in the conversation as opposed to it's kind of like you know when you have a secret and you're keeping it and you're like not telling anybody about it and then it starts to build within you it gets bigger and bigger and bigger to the point where you just can't actually do anything about it it's the same with that little voice the more that you keep it hidden and it's in the darkness then the more it becomes like this big scary thing to deal with whereas when you start engaging with it the less power it has over you
0: that's such a good analogy I love that I want to talk a little bit about you as well, because I find it so amazing. Like you have, you've written two books, like you've published one book and then you're on the way of publishing another. Was there anything that happened in your life that made you want to dedicate like your work towards um, you know, gaining self worth, building self worth, and also you do um, abandonment work as well, right? Which I think, do you do you think that self worth and um, uh, abandonment issues kind of go hand in hand in a way?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So some really good um, questions there. I think the first of all, just back to the books. So yes, I have two two books. One of them is published. One of them talks about the beginning of my journey, really so it's called 28 the age of power and it's when I was I'd always been embarking on some kind of a personal development journey I've done lots of work in terms of coaching or therapies or learning about different things but that age point for me was where I really started to go on a spiritual journey and so that book really kind of talks about me and my spiritual journey it talks about Ibiza because that's how I where I came and it had this spiritual journey, um, and why it's so important to me, and just all the different things I did in my life to change things up. Um, so that's the first book. Then the second book is about love. So it's called 30, The Age of Love. It's not yet published, but it will be out. I'm aiming to have it out this year. It's practically a finished book, but I'm just waiting for the moment when it's ready to be birthed, you know? <laughs> and that really talks about love. And that's where it goes into more things around self-worth, it goes into abandonment wounds, it goes into attachment styles. And these are three main things that I teach. And the reason why I teach all three of them is because they are very much interconnected. Like, as you say, are they? Yes, they are. So my personal story is that my mom and dad broke up when I was 10, and my dad left when I was 14. And that left a really big hole in my life. And it made me feel... I think that for me was where a lot of my feelings stemmed from of am I good enough like I don't deserve love from men I don't deserve a loving partnership I don't deserve like any of that kind of stuff because ultimately the the main source that was supposed to anchor that feeling of love within me my father was no longer present and so how could I know it to be true if the one person we you know look to to show that to us isn't there to do that and so i think now you know that's much more common that we experience this right and where maybe a parent is not present and so therefore that can create a lot of this abandonment wounds and also then creating self-worth issues and the other thing that i found that was connected to that is our attachment styles so attachment styles meaning we can either have a secure attachment style or an insecure attachment style and essentially there's a whole load of theory that comes with that what i won't get into right now but usually people that have had abandonment issues and self-worth issues have an insecure attachment style and so learning how to move them out of places where they're being super avoidant or super anxious and understanding how that works and how that works within romance how that works within life, how that works in terms of how you respond to others is key in building that sense of self-worth because then you have the pathway of understanding, ah, okay, because of this event in my life, which may or may not be related to your parents, it may be something else that has happened to you, even something as, um, as simple, well, not simple, but just even something as um, being let go from your job, for example, um, a family member passing, things like this can even create abandonment wounds as well, which may not be as obvious as I've been abandoned. Like, oh, a parent's not there, I've been abandoned. That's kind of obvious. But there's so many, like, ways that are not obvious that show up and, yeah, can create this. And so it's really that connection point of, okay, so this happened, so that I'm more likely to be in this space when it comes to my attachment style, and that then is meaning that actually my self-worth is low because of these events. But, hey, guess what? great news is I can change all of that. But first, it's about the awareness of knowing what has happened.
0: Yeah, and I was going to ask you about that, like about inner child and if that plays a big role, really, in how we feel about ourselves and our worth. And I think it's almost like when you're a kid, something happens to you, you don't have critical thinking. So you just almost feel like, oh, if this person leaves, then this person automatically doesn't like me as opposed to like, oh, maybe this person is just even leaving for a trip. For example, um, there was this one time where I was dealing with like this fear of, you know, being heard and seen. And I did a meditation and it took me to like this one incident when I was like seven years old and I called my dad and he didn't pick up. And so my inner child kind of registered that as it doesn't matter what you say because nobody wants to hear you anyway like nobody's going to pick up the phone on the other end if that makes sense and I remember like doing this meditation I'm like oh my god like my inner child is still thinking that you know if you put yourself out there if you um, share like your messages like there's no point because nobody's gonna listen anyway and it was from that one phone call when I was like six seven years old and so I think what you said is really important too which is like that awareness like okay I know this is happening like I, I want to investigate it like where is it coming from
1: yeah absolutely and awareness to me I always say awareness is the key step you know a lot of times people come clients will come in and they want to work and they are like you know how do I change this how do I change this? and I'm like hey you're, you're here the fact that you even showed up that you even booked a you know, even just like a a consultation to even just discover what could be done. That's like a massive step. So many people go throughout their lives where they never, you know, investigate this stuff and they know that it is leaving such a big hole or a real pain inside of them. And they just live day to day with that. So the fact that you even would be thinking like, oh, hold on a second, I'm resonating with this. This sounds like me. Just that is so huge. And then being able to take the small steps from there
0: yeah. And so, what is next after awareness? So, now I'm aware and I want to actively become a participant in this, you know, like gaining my self worth and healing this. What comes next?
1: Yeah, that's a really good question. I think you, you know, you had mentioned about the inner child and your experience. I mean, that is, is so true, right? Every time that something, you know, has has happened to me in the past, in the last however many years, I go back to this 10-year-old where I just found out that mom and dad are breaking up and I'm just, I go into like a 10-year-old thing where I'm just like, you can't leave because what's going to happen to me? And so the interesting thing is, is when we are children, obviously everything we're doing is for our survival because we are really, really wholly dependent on these other people to take care of us. So everything that we do, the way that we act, the way that we learn to operate is just based on survival. Like, how do I get through this? What do I need to do? But we don't have the understanding of being an adult. And I think something you had mentioned was around when you when you know like, oh, as an adult, you recognize, right? I think this is just so interesting. As an adult, you can recognize, oh, this person's acting in a certain way towards me. Oh, that must be something about them right maybe their day is not going well maybe something's happened with them that's why they're acting that way when you're a child it's the opposite where you go they're acting this way towards me it must be me that i have done something and you take that on and so you know you're asking like what are the next steps or the next steps is actually then getting to know yourself really well to understand all of these different things to understand these kinds of behaviors that you have the kinds of cycles that you're in the kinds of things that have happened. I do think understanding your childhood is a huge, huge pathway to understanding how you are right now, and then being able to break different cycles, to understand the reason why you think the things that you think, because ultimately, you know, no matter what family we've been brought up in, there's always gonna be good parts and bad parts, and it's about figuring out, okay, what were the good parts? And then what were the things that were not so great that actually, hmm, okay, do I actually need to keep this like with me? Hmm, maybe not, maybe I can actually just let that piece go. So I think a lot of it is really understanding the childhood work. Um, first of all, when we're talking about self-worth, not every single person I see has an abandonment wound, but the majority of people do. So awareness, yes, okay, I need to take a step here. And then the step would be, okay, how do I then learn more about this so that I can support myself, so that I can help myself heal? And then recognizing that it's a journey that you're going to go on. It's not one of those ones where, unfortunately, you can't just take a quick pill and voila, everything is solved. It's a little bit more complex than that. But ultimately, being able to commit to a journey of, okay, I'm going to learn how to do this. Um, And um, I'm on Insight Timer, which is a meditation app. So if you're like, hey, I am curious about this. I have a brand new course actually that I literally just released almost a month ago, less than a month ago, which is called Healing the Abandonment Wound. So that has 10 days of learning, which is all about really just discovering what the wound is, delving really deep into what abandonment wounds are, where they have come from, why we have them. And then all of the different kinds of things that we can do to work on healing them, which is things like working with your inner child, which is things like um, something I love to do with my clients in, in coaching is rewriting the script. So recognizing that we all have a past, we all have things that have happened to us, but understanding that even though that's factual and those things have happened, if we actually take all of the story away from it and we just are left with the facts, the facts of the, of the situation, how would that then change how you're talking about those things in today? a lot of the time we don't actually update it. So for me, you know, the things that happened to me when I was 10 and 14, I was still talking about those when I was like 20. It's like, hold on a second. This has been like 10 years, six years. Like, why am I still explaining the exact same story over and over again? I don't need to create a story about this. I can actually just let the story go and just the facts which are, yeah, my mom and dad broke up when I was 10 and my dad left when I was 14. Like, that's it. Like, it doesn't need to be a whole big thing about it with the whole like emotional thing but obviously it takes time to get there so for me that took a long time to get there to be able to just be like these are the facts this is how it was and actually I'm you know for me I'm grateful that I have these experiences because this is what I teach about now and that's the gift that came out of it and I think as well for most people recognizing that whatever it is that you are going through, that is going to give you a gift in some way, shape, or form. You might not be able to see it right now, but it will come through once you go on that healing journey.
0: I guess in theory, it seems like it's really easy for us to try to detach from external stuff. And you brought up even work, right? I think that's one of like the major ones, especially in 2020 when people started to lose their jobs you know like suddenly they were unemployed and i think in that split second they felt that like self-worth issues start to bubble up and like come up you know like i know some people in my personal uh friend circle who did have to deal with that and it's like what are some of the advice you have for people who do put their self-worth in external stuff. Like I am more worthy if I have a successful career or I'm more worthy if I'm in a relationship and stuff like that. I think those two could be like one of the most common ones or that's just what I see in my personal circle.
1: Yeah, good question. And you're right. So I think some of the common ones are how much money that we earn. So a lot of the time when we're measuring self-worth, it's like, how much money do I have who am I associated with is another one, right? Like, oh, are my friends like famous or cool or wealthy or have you know letters after their name or whatever it is, right? Um, what kinds of education do we have? What kinds of job do we actually have? If you're in a relationship, a lot of people determine their worth based on if they are in a relationship or if they aren't in their like in a relationship. Um, even things like, you know, being married or not, right? Having a family or not, these things as well can dictate like your work. Um, and so ultimately, though, it's about realizing that all of those things are outside of you. And so actually, with them being outside of you, that is not you, right? Your self-worth is based on you, who you are internally. And it's really about, I, I really personally think it's about just recognizing the difference between that little chatter that you have in your mind And one of the best things you can do for your self-worth is working with that little chatter that you have inside and turning it from the negative words and the negative thoughts, turning it into positive thoughts. And that just might start one day at a time with literally just saying, okay, I'm going to sit here. Um, I'm going to, so for example, I have these really cute little cards. They're just like affirmation cards, but just having one of those in front of me every day. Oh, okay. So today, my one says, My heart is overflowing with joy. That's my little thought for the day. And that's what I'm then going to be bringing into my mind every day. That's what I'm going to be looking at, or at least for today. Then tomorrow, I have a different one, right? And so it's just these little small things like that that we can work with. And just recognizing, right? So if you suddenly start going, Well, actually, okay. So, you know, I, I lost my job. Where am I now? Who am I now? That's actually a chance for some delving deep into who you are as an individual, as a person. So, okay, so if I took away, and so interestingly for me, my own self-life journey was, okay, why if you took away every single thing that I had in my life, who would I be? What would that look like? What would I be, what, what, what do I stand for? What are my values? What makes me different to other people? What makes me unique? What makes me individual? And I think that that's what it really comes down to. It's not about what's outside of you, what kind of an apartment you have or whether you own it or rent it or like any of that kind of stuff. It's just literally like, who am I internally? What are my values? What do I care about? What's important to me? Not from an outside perspective, but an inside perspective.
0: I have this thing where I feel like everyone must learn how to come home to themselves. Because eventually that is what. like that that is who you are and you will be left with that. you know, like um, it doesn't matter where you go. It's like if you don't like your own company, I was just having this thought. I was like, how can we not be kind to ourselves? you know, like it just blew my mind. that one thought I was like, oh my God, why do I beat myself up over the littlest things? And like it's so important to have practices where, yeah, every single day you meet yourself and it doesn't matter what you do. Um, I can't remember who I heard it from, but I heard this one woman say, like your story is your story and it is forever going to be your story, but it doesn't have to be your future. And I thought that that's such a good way of kind of um, allowing yourself to rewrite your stories. Like it doesn't mean those things, like you said, it's facts. But it's okay to rewrite it. And it doesn't take away from the fact that you went through that, especially for, I guess, people that, um, you know, went through, I guess, uh, abuse or like trauma, like they, they start to kind of um, make that their whole identity, like, oh, but this happened to me. Like, are you trying to say that I'm not allowed to say that this happened? It's like, y- you can, but it doesn't have to be your story all the time moving forward. Yeah absolutely
1: and I think as you mentioned sometimes sometimes it's so easy to identify with that person that you become that person. I know for myself it was it was almost when I was in my earlier 20s it was almost that I had identified so much and even like my teens really i had identified so much with this abandoned girl right that you know that was that was literally like my persona in a way like that, you know, well, I was, well, of course, like, but this is my life. Yeah, but my dad abandoned me. So, you know, like, and it's like, okay, but how does that help for, like, like I said, you know, when you go on and you move through years, maybe for the first year, yeah, sure. Like that could be really, really painful. Maybe even the second year. Yeah, absolutely. But after that period of time, life is still there to be lived and to be enjoyed. And it doesn't mean that those things become any less painful I can still think back to myself being those ages and think like wow it doesn't it's not any less painful that that happened but actually how do I now learn to live my life with those things as a part as a part of me of things that have happened have been in the past but actually then get the best out of the life that I'm here to live and and not identify that that is my only persona and that is who I am because ultimately for me at least I think that 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 then is almost uh, taking a lack of, it's not taking responsibility for the life that you can be living and not taking responsibility or ownership over the fact that, okay, well, it happened to me, but I don't need to become it because it happened to me. I can actually change, change that and I can do something about that, even if it requires work. then you know, a lot of the time things do require work, but that's how we learn, that's how we grow, that's how we become the better version of ourselves.
0: Yeah, and I guess also being okay with feeling uncomfortable from time to time. Like this work is not easy. And I guess people who are on the healing journey, I'm always like, wow, I honor and respect you because it's not easy to say like I want to be on this journey like I find that the days where I'm writing my limiting beliefs and like journaling about it I'm like the most angry because I'm like I can't believe these are my beliefs like how the hell can I move past them like I can't believe I've been living a life this way and it's like just looking at all the parts of you that isn't you that isn't your true self and it's like oh my god I need to like you know peel off all of this layer. Um, But what are some of the practices that you like to do every single day to kind of, you know, center yourself, ground yourself? And I guess, um, what are some of the things that our listeners can do also every single day to um, help to increase their self-worth?
1: Well, I think that having self-discipline is something that really builds because again it's it's about the self right having self-discipline is not about like external things it's about making commitments to yourself and then showing up for them so one of the main ways I would say you can grow your self-worth is actually deciding to commit to something picking one thing I'm going to commit to this one thing that benefits me and my well-being and then showing up for that thing daily maybe the first week you won't show up every day you won't do it seven times but maybe you do it three times which is more than what you've done it the week before and then the next week maybe you can grow that to five and then the next week you can grow that to seven and then you get to a place where you can actually do that on a daily basis and commit to the process and commit to that practice so definitely having a commitment to a specific thing for me um, personally I love journaling so I'm glad that you mentioned that I, I adore journaling I think it's so helpful and especially when This idea that you mentioned about, you know, coming home to yourself. Well, we have to spend our time with ourselves our entire existence that we're going to be here, right? So we may as well start learning now about who we are and what our thoughts are and what, you know, maybe even if they are limiting beliefs there and you're like, oh, God, why do I have this? At least knowing that you have it so that you can then do something about it and change it. So journaling is a huge one for me. I love journaling, and I like to use a method called morning pages, which is by Julia Cameron, and it's where you basically just write out three pages of just whatever it is that comes off of your off of your chest, like first thing in the morning, and it just clears the dust for me. That is just like such a like. It just cleans the slate and I wake up and then I'm like okay cool I've dropped all that stuff I don't need to carry it with me on the day it's good it's in a place that's being taken care of and now I can go about my life so that's one of my favorite practices and I definitely think that that helps to build self-worth as well because it's just that connection to yourself right uh, I really also love to do some form of exercise or um movement in the morning so at the minute I am doing a workout like one day and then the following day I'm doing a yoga practice and so I'm just doing that to alternate so that I'm getting that kind of like strength but I'm also getting the stretch as well um and as all well, that connection to the breath and things like that um I'm literally just about to embark on doing breath work which is something I have looked at in the past, but I haven't gone super, super deep. So I've found a teacher that I'm excited to work with and I'm about to start that, which will be something new for me. So I don't know how it's gonna go yet, we'll see. But I hear that there's great results with breath work and with healing any kind of like traumas or anything that's been stuck in the body and working with the emotional health. And so I'm very excited about that. Um, So definitely something to consider. And as as I mentioned, I love having, I love doing affirmations. I love reading, reading books that have this knowledge and insight where, you know, it's not just a read, but it's actually maybe having active things. So one of the books I'm reading at the moment um, is called The Tao of Inner Peaks. And inside that, it has journaling prompts throughout. So as I'm going through the book, I can actually be integrating that learning by doing the journaling prompts as well.
0: I love that and I think that people really underestimate like the power of just writing down the thoughts that are that feel cluttered in your head. It's almost like when you're afraid of something and you write it down it's like, "Oh, okay, I got it out." And like when you see it on the page, it's almost like was I really thinking of that? Like that was scaring me. Like, how funny is that? Oh, I, um, I also love tapping. I think like tapping helps a lot. Um, I just did one like a few days ago. I was stuck in like this space where I was comparing myself with everyone. And I was like, why am I even doing this? I feel like everyone's doing it already. And then I realized, well, Instagram is like my bubble. So it kind of feels like everyone is doing it on Instagram because I'm following the people that are doing the things that I want to do. And then I just tapped all these feelings away. Like you know, feelings of me comparing myself to other people and not feeling good enough. And I'm like, oh my God, forgot my true self. Like, you know, I was so in my head, but again, like writing that down and then tapping it away is like, wow, you, you start to just see a lot more clearly, you know?
1: Yeah. Oh my gosh. I love tapping. Tapping is just amazing. And it's so, life it's just it's life-changing I feel my personal favorite teacher he's been around for quite some time but his name's Brad Yates and I just love I love his stuff for everything from like abundance to miracles to having a good day to love worthiness there's self-worth things in there as well which I recommend but I just absolutely adore adore tapping. I think it's brilliant. And as you say, right, you can be in that funk where you're like, oh gosh, like what's happening with my life right now? You know, especially I think tapping is really good if you're in that place where you're feeling like I'm a little bit stuck and I need, okay, so I'm journaling it out and I'm realizing that there's like stuff that's coming up and I'm like, oh, why am I holding on to that? But then it's the tapping I feel because it's working with the meridian points and it's helping, like it gives you such a deeper release in terms of things that you might be holding on to. And again, like that's another one where it's just like, oh, okay, i just turn the page now and we're starting fresh again and this is my new life where I'm reconnected with who I actually am as opposed to all of this other stuff. And I think what you mentioned about Instagram and things like that, it's so easy. I remember at the beginning of my journey when I was starting to, you know, do coaching and, and coming into this world and stuff like that and I would be following people on Instagram and I would notice that they you know, I'd be like, wow, they're where I wanna be and they have what things that I wanna have. And I think at some point it's deciding like whether it's helpful to be following them because if you're following people from an inspirational perspective, and you're like, yes, like that's my life. And every time I see they're, they're living that life, I affirm to myself and she's living it and so I can be living it. But if it becomes a feeling where it's like, oh God, but they're doing that. And then I'm ooh, like, I'm not really there then I would always question, do I need to be following this person? Because if it's making me feel not good and it's creating that vibration, is that where I want to be living? Every time I come onto Instagram and see something, I get triggered by, Ooh, that's made me feel like I'm not where I need to be. So I would definitely question, do I need to Do I need to be following that person?
0: I do like that advice. It's like um, just making sure that when you go to social media um, is it serving you or, or like you said is it making you feel worst off you know yeah definitely
1: and I think as well when it comes to comparing especially in this field there's so many people that are offering this this kind of work right to to heal to grow to learn and again the other thing I would say it's just like thinking like when you have friends for example right Sometimes like you'll walk into a room, maybe you don't know anyone and you'll instantly resonate towards maybe two or three people, maybe one person. But there'll always be someone in the room that you kind of like conform, um, form some kind of a friendship with, even if it's just for that hour, two hours, say it's a networking session, say it's like uh, a part birthday party, you only know the person whose party. is like you'll always find someone. And I think that's the same when it comes to business, right? The only thing and, and and doing this kind of work the only thing that you need to be worrying about or thinking about is actually I okay I'm offering this so many people are going to resonate towards me so many people are going to be resonating towards them and there's plenty of space for everybody in the world to exist because ultimately I, like I I'm only going to resonate with certain people and so that means then if I if I'm the only like coach in the world, that means I'm not going to get, like, not everybody's going to get healing and not everybody's going to be able to go on a journey and to discover themselves, discover and grow and, you know, be in their self-worth and their house power because, oh, my gosh, I'm just one person and, therefore, how would I possibly serve all of these people? So, again, like, it's, you know, the mind is always playing these tricks, right, where it's like, oh, my gosh, like, maybe I'm not good enough or how can I blah, blah, blah. But ultimately, whenever you see someone, again, like, I think it's really important as well to just, like, affirm them and be like, thank you for this person being out there and being a little bit further ahead of the game because when they're further ahead, that shows me that I can be further ahead. It also shows me that there's a pathway to this. It also shows me that people want this. And so therefore, they've got all of their clients and all of their following, but that then means that I'm a different, unique person. And so people that would never resonate with the message that person is sharing may resonate with me and my message. And that's the part that I care about. That's the bit that you want to focus on. It's like, Am I, you know, am I speaking my truth so that people can resonate with me and what I'm saying? And then the rest of the people, are like, good for them. I'm glad they're doing it too. But it doesn't need to be like, oh, am I this? Because it's not. When you know, with humans, unfortunately, we're not all like just an apple. Where it's just like, oh, this is the apple, and we all look exactly the same. No, we're totally different. We have different things to offer.
0: Oh, my God! I feel like that's gonna resonate with so many people because I do find that a lot of my listeners are creatives and they are people that are on the cusp of, you know, like wanting to put themselves out there. So I think that's such a good um message because I love that you said like we're all we're not apples. <laughs> like we all don't look the same, and probably even apples don't look the same. Who knows, right? Um, but do you have any advice for? people who are on the journey you know and they want to become a uh, an active participant in their healing journey but there are people around them that can be difficult or they don't understand it and it's like they want to work on their self-worth but when they're not in that space it's almost like everyone else is convincing them otherwise or it may seem that way like do you have any advice for People who are going through that, maybe?
1: So, something that I think is really powerful is that a lot of the time when we are doing something, if we haven't had, if we've been used to validation from others, and so the things that we do, we need that to be validated by others, which again can be through a lack of self worth or lower self worth, but we need others to validate what we're doing so that we know that we're doing the right thing. Um, when it comes to going, you know, going into something brand new, and starting something you've never started before, there's a lot of people that aren't going to understand why you need to do what you need to do. And really it's about, unfortunately, just saying, okay, this person is not me. And so therefore they can't understand what is inside of me and what I need to do. And so I have to follow the voice, my own voice, and I have to really connect with that because that is what is going to guide me from today onwards, whereas these other people, like especially friends and things like that, they may come and go. They may not be with you forever, and yet you're allowing somebody to dictate what is right for your life or not just because of the validation element. So I think that's a really good point. Make sure that you're not approaching things from a, I can only do this if I have the validation to do that, which I think holds people back an awful lot. You know, obviously I'm a coach. I'm going to recommend coaching, but I know in my life and in times where I have felt stuck or maybe unable to like move into the next phase where I know I need to do something I have always sought external help so maybe I don't have somebody maybe I want that external validation to say like what I'm doing is right but like I'm not being able to give it to myself in that moment so finding someone to work with that can help you to find one have a safe space to express yourself and talk about the things that you want to do and then also have that that encouragement from someone that's external to you. They don't know anything about you and therefore they can help you to get closer to your own voice, to to what it is that you want from from your own perspective.
0: And I think also like another component now that has been added and this just like came up because we're talking about Instagram and stuff. It's like that thing where you do put your self-worth into like, you know, likes and comments and engagement. It's like just that, extra thing that I feel like a lot of people that want to put themselves out there is dealing with, but also I'm thinking, right. I'm like, yeah, we do talk about that. Like we talk about social media and we talk about Instagram and stuff, but sometimes like I forget that there are so many other ways to put yourself out there, right? Like it's not just Facebook or Instagram. Like, I mean, these things didn't even exist. What? 10 years ago. I think Instagram is like quite new in that sense. And it's like, what were people doing back then? You know, like coaching existed too. Um, So it's like, sometimes when I get into that funk where I'm like, I'm not putting myself out there enough on um, Instagram or like Facebook. And like, I'm not getting the engagement that I want to get, but it's like, okay, I have this podcast and people are listening. And you know, this is a platform too. But you're right when you said that sometimes your mind can really play tricks on you and just make you feel like, and especially if you are working on raising your self-worth, it's like your mind is going to make you seem like all the evidence that are in front of you is just, you know, proving that you're not good enough or, you know, you don't have what it takes.
1: Yeah, definitely. And actually, I was remembering what you were saying because before in the previous one, you were saying like, okay, people around you, right? Like not not on board with the journey that you want to go on. And I think as well, like thinking about, you know, just people not being on board when you go on a journey, like usually what happens is the people around you, because you're going to start learning more about yourself, you're going to set better boundaries. So for example, with Instagram, right? Maybe that's a case of setting boundaries around, well, how much time am I actually spending on there? How many times do I need to check to see how many likes I got or how much engagement I got or whatever? Um, recognizing that, for example, as well with Instagram, recognizing, as you said, this was not something that was around before. This is something that is actually newer in our lives. And although, yes, it's one way to market yourself and to put yourself out there, it's just one of the ways. And I'm a big believer in, I don't think we need to over over um, complicate lives. But definitely when it comes to things like, you know, really wanting to put yourself out there creatively and having um and having kind of a platform and being able to use your voice, it's about putting it out in many different ways, not in a complicated way, but in okay, so what are my three ways? And then that way, not one of the ways gets like too much emphasis or there is not too much weight on any one way. Because it's like if you've only got one way to deliver something of course you're going to be wanting to make that more perfect to be more conscious about how it shows up or what you're doing there or how many likes you get etc cetera, etc cetera. whereas if you know actually i've got i've got that way and i've got this and i've got that and that's the way that people can find me and reach me and so each of those are great and different in their and stand in their own right and so therefore like i can focus on it from that perspective um and then so the other thing coming back to just talking about others right and when you're in that on that journey of okay, I'm going to raise my self-worth. I'm going to work myself. This means I'm going to have to undo things that I've been conditioned to think or feel or do. And a lot of the time, what, what then starts to happen is you start to recognize, oh, I have needs. I have things that are actually important to me. I have preferences about how I want my life to look or how I want it to run. And so then usually the people that are closest to, to us then start to realize that you're changing. And so one of the key things when anybody starts to change is people around you will want you to stay the same. Why? Because it is scary for them. If you change, well, what does that mean for them? And so they're more focused on what it means for them if you change. So a lot of the time as well, when you say that you're, I don't know, I'm going to quit my corporate job and I'm going to go and become a creative in some way. People are going to be like, how are you going to make money? But what about the security that you have? What about this? And sure, they're all great points and they're all important things. And there's definitely, you know, worthwhile having some kind of a a pathway into that and doing that. But ultimately, people around you are going to be worrying about that more than you are potentially because of the ways maybe you serve them or help them with that life that you had before. So just recognizing that actually when you start going on that journey boundaries are going to be a huge thing which are really difficult to can be really difficult to implement but they get easier the more that we put them there and they're there to teach others how to treat you ultimately um and also just recognizing that yeah people are going to be scared they're going to be really scared and they're going to be fearful when you want to change and so a lot of the time not out of any like um not because they're wanting to do it from a negative perspective or to hold you back, just ultimately their own internal fears are going to want to help to keep you small so that you can keep showing up in their life in the way that you're showing up.
0: That's amazing. I resonate with that so hard. I was like, yes, yes, like so many aha moments. Um, just to close this interview off, what is the best advice you've ever received?
1: Ooh, that is a good question. I'm gonna go with something that I had been told recently, which it's kind of become my newest mantra, I think. So I've recently been doing some coaching for myself and um, one of the things that my coach said to me is um, easy decisions, hard life. Hard decisions, easy life. When we take the time to make the hard decisions, like break up a relationship, quit that job that you don't like, move countries, um, close out a friendship that doesn't doesn't work for you anymore. When you go ahead and do all those things, although they're really hard in the moment, you will have, it will contribute to you having an easier or peaceful and harmonious life because you've actually stood up for what it is that you want and believe in and you've gone, okay, this is really hard and it's not going to feel good right now. It's going to be super uncomfortable, but I'm going to do it because I will have a better life in the long run. Um, so yeah, that's probably one of the things that I'm really like holding on to at the moment.
0: I love that. That's amazing. All right. So where can our listeners find you if they want to work with you or they want to follow you on all the socials?
1: Yeah, sure. So I'm usually more active on Instagram and you can see my sunset pictures and beach pictures and all my like fun and activities that I get up to in Ibiza. Uh, This island is so beautiful. So yeah, I put a lot of that stuff on there as well. There's also my work things on there in terms of like how you can work with me and stuff like that. So My handle on Instagram is Fabienne Sandoval, and you can also find me on uh, my website, so that is just www.fabiennsandoval.com, and of course we mentioned Insight Timer, so if you pop my name into the Insight Timer app, you will find a ton of resources over there, some freebies, um, and also I have two courses, so one on healing the abandonment wound, which is my latest one, so should definitely check that one out if that is something that's been resonating with you throughout what we've been talking about today and i also have one called learning how to love which is really all about love and a deeper connection with yourself um can be done if you're single in a relationship
0: it's all around love i love that thank you so much and thank you for doing the work that you do i feel like it's so important and it's very needed thank you thank you so much for having this conversation with us
1: thank you so much for inviting me it's been so much fun chatting with you today